0: stick to like one caff coffee and then a at least three pots of green tea
1: (laughs) green tea nothing wrong with that
0: yeah it's 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 um ecgc or something so it's like slightly it's like a slight perk uh but but uh but not kind of like brutal like caffeine
1: yeah i feel that uh i mean i'm a big guy i'm six foot five 280 pounds so i i think and and i've Drank caffeine religiously since my adult life, so for twenty years, and I think that I've consumed so much that if it's anything less than I don't know fifteen hundred milligrams a day, I don't even notice anymore.
0: Oh wow! Okay, not healthy. No, no.
1: <laughs> but I also drink like eight liters of water a day, so I balance it out, you know.
0: But it, it does fit the whole degenerate life. So I mean, it's an appropriate story for the space, indeed. <laughs> exactly. I, drink, I drunk so much coffee trading nfts and jpegs that i doesn't uh, i can't feel it anymore
1: oh i see uh i see one I a couple of the f- three four fat cats in the uh in the chat here
0: yeah we come along for the show because now as i'm doing kind of like you know we, we do a lot of lectures and, and stuff with people i mean we've hosted like 65 founders on our fat cats cafes uh but what ends up not happening a lot is uh fat cats members being able to kind of yeah, an AMA about fat cats. So now they come along for the for the, for the circuit rounds as we kind of jump to you and Gajira and Doge Pound and, and make the rounds.
1: You know, what's funny is, is we, we, I get that experience as well. I was in, I just finished hosting one this afternoon with Malverse and Zooverse. And we had questions for the Logix team. And I just I so wasn't prepared because I've become the AMA host for the Logix team. And so every time we have a guest in here or hold a spaces, it's typically me leading the narrative in the direction of the kind of questioning, at least in the beginning. So it is, I can see what you're going through. I know what you're experiencing right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see. Greatest has our new reveal today. May the fourth be with you, Deus. Uh, we yes. Revealed, we, fe- we revealed Grand Admiral Thrawn as our fifth legendary.
1: Okay, I, w- I was wondering because I saw that in there. So I, I saw that as your pinned post uh, today.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. May the, so my my wife's uncle sent in a group text a a, a May the fourth be with you. That's tough to say for me for some reason. Um, but he sent a, a that meme, and I sent him back a picture of Spock, and he was not impressed.
0: Well, I'm actually much more of a Trekkie myself than than into Star Wars. Um, I'm, I'm my my favorite sci-fi is Dune, which inspired a lot of our uh, faction kind of um, um, storyline. But uh, but my kind of like my go-to. Um, comfort show is is definitely star trek
1: so i haven't had the opportunity to watch the new dune movie yet is it worth it because I've, I've read the books so i watched it the, okay it it's is so okay. worth
0: it i mean did you like children of dune did you like the the, the hbo series the, the I did. yeah okay so if you like that this is this really knocked the knocked it out of the park what i also like about it it's 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 mature um, you know, it's it's he, he also made a rival. And so it's kind of not happy, not sad. Like it, like, it feels like an adult version of Dune as opposed to, I think, kind of like the miniseries one was a bit gimmicky. You know, some of the outfits were a bit ridiculous and stuff like that. So this is much more somber and things, but it really it really tells the story well.
1: All right. Well, I will definitely be sure to check it out Uh, the next day I go to a movie. I'm assuming it's not child-appropriate, so I won't take my six-year-old.
0: No, no. I don't think it's it's pretty brutal, yeah.
1: I mean, so uh, yeah, I could go on about that. Kids tend to walk in on brutal movies that adults are watching sometimes. So anyways, anyways, Dylan, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. It is an absolute pleasure having you here. Um if you're ready, we can kick this off right now.
0: Yeah, so just a little bit of an eLogix story um I'm, this is my third time speaking to eLogix. The first time I was co-hosting or somewhat hosting Elogics with John Carlo uh E-Logix, when you started your a m a rounds, we were one of the first places uh you came to, so that was awesome. Uh, I unfortunately never won the raffle then and never got on the ill list. And by the time I was like poking puppies, puppy, like, we're not oversubscribing and we're so short, man, and you can go on the reserve list. And so that didn't happen. Uh, I remember a lot those of our days. All got in. Um, and then we had Elogix back on WGMI before your mint, which was really fun. Um, and so we've kept in touch. I've been keeping in touch with um, uh, most of the team, actually, uh, which has been great because I think, you know, the logics team is very dev heavy. And that's quite unusual for uh, a lot of the projects coming out now. And I think that puts you guys like in a unique opportunity to be partnering with so many communities, uh, which is kind of how I think of things too. So yeah, we're going to be keeping in touch with the Logics team for sure, uh, because I think, yeah, I think it's good to have you guys involved. And on that note, you know, we're including uh, chaining VRF in our contract too.
1: That I love to hear. For-
0: I had been speaking to Chainlink before, but in my other capacity as Crown Capital, and I didn't know that they had gone to this new VRF model, uh, which was much cheaper and much more efficient, until I was sitting on that AMA and heard from Papi talking about an overdrive. So there we are. You know, it's full circle.
1: Well, I think what you said there, you know, it's funny because on the AMA that we were on earlier today uh, with Zooverse and and Malvers, the same topic came up because like you said, we're dev heavy. We have seven developers full-time on the team since October, which obviously allows us to do very creative things uh, as far as contracts go and as far as the actual development of our staking platform and everything. But that's what's coming up now. And some of these AMAs, usually the, the founders and I get offline afterwards and they're like, hey, can you tell me more about this that you guys did, whether it's as simple as the lottery bot or as complex as Chainlink VRF, our fair launch code, um, removing the listing fees on OpenSea for for our project for our holders, which is probably the most underspoken part. So, really appreciate you uh, calling that out. That's that's much appreciated. And The dev team would love to hear that. So, thank you.
0: Cool. Oh, I just made a note. I'll have to check about the listing fee part.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk to Overnight. He'll uh, he'll hook you up for sure. Awesome. Awesome. I'll talk to him.
0: Okay. So uh,
1: for anyone listening right now and anybody that does join afterwards, thank you for joining us. I am here with Dylan Shubb, one of the founders of Fat Cats DAO. My name is Deos, our AMA host for Allogix. And this is part of our ongoing Allogix AMA series where we have great projects that we've chosen to partner with here in our Discord so that we can highlight them, talk about why they're going to be in our shop, and how holding their project is going to benefit you and a Logix holder. So uh, welcome Dylan, sorry for the verbose introduction, but I'll turn it over to you. Why don't you tell us real quickly, your background in web two, web three business, and then
0: tell us a bit about the fat cats. Sure, so I grew up in South Africa and I like to think I'm a genuine lifelong collector. Uh, I was in collector clubs already from kind of like the age of 11 uh, and a Magic: the gathering judge at age of 11 and going to Sotheby's auction. So I like stuff uh and um you know so when i went into kind of the professional workforce i was working in private banking and offshore trusts uh and investment banking and particularly with high net worth individuals so that gave me a really good perspective and kind of uh professional grounding but that whole market shifted around 2012 uh and so instead i at that point pivoted to fine art consulting which was great for me because again i like stuff <laughs> and i worked a lot with sotheby's and christies and bonhams um, and what also it allowed me to do was to work from home. And so kind of like for the last 10 years, I've been really moonlighting a lot in Second Life. Uh, and that's where I really became very grounded with kind of digital ownership. And, you know, a lot of my friends were gamers and playing World of Warcraft and stuff. And they were much more involved in, I would call, um, the Netflix model, right? Like you're a subscriber. You know, you get your own login passwords, maybe your own skins and stuff, but you can't really selling for anything of value. And Second Life was a bit different because it was kind of a hybrid Amazon model, right? It was much more like the sandbox where, yes, it wasn't fully yet on chain, but if you sold stuff and you got Linden dollars, you could then kind of sell Linden dollars out for USD. Uh, And so it was much more akin to this. And because you could get that money out I could already see a lot of friends over there and myself included. We became avid collectors. I mean, I actually made a lot of money there, but almost kind of like as a second thought because I ended up buying up a lot of early designers. And some of those designers went on to work for Disney and Warner Brothers and stuff. And their early works became very valuable. One of the funniest stories was, um, you know, I think everyone knows what a gachapon is, right? A gacha. So it's like you pull the machine. And in Second Life, these were like limited editions. And one of the artists who had made them who kind of lost their count and then came back, ended up coming and buying one of their full collections for me for an absolute fortune because it was so nostalgic for them and they'd really done so well. So I got very used to that. And when I heard um, about the Beeple situation, that 60 million, it really was like, wow, we've arrived, right? This is, this is next level, you know, because when you work in fine art, when you hear about those numbers, you understand that a very different uh, kind of class of investors had come. And as I started looking into it more and listening to podcasts with doo-doo Board people, I became more and more excited uh, that you know this click, this thing that was missing, this true ownership had arrived. Uh, and I quickly ran to Decentraland. Uh, I was a bit concerned in Decentraland that it was very speculative, like as in people were um, not really there, right? You know, and if anyone knows about Roblox, Second Life, or Minecraft, if you don't have a critical mass of active people. It's not going to work. So I instead pivoted to a much smaller one called Upland, where there really was a very strong community. uh, And I ended up making a rather obscene amount of money. Uh, And before I knew it, I was hearing that Illuvium was opening and Gala Games was opening. And when I heard that Mirandas had sold two of the Citadels for $3.5 million to Polyon Vaults and to the Flare Network, both very kind of established groups in the space, I'm like, holy shit, we need to do something. So I got together a bunch of friends. We founded Crown Capital. And again, before we knew it, you know, it was the right time. We had 1.4 million under management, uh, invested in six games. And we're like, cool. You know what nouveau rich people need to do? We need to buy some art. Uh, and then we got into this massive debate and, you know, drew, drew in Carlo and a few others to talk to them. And we came to the conclusion that there's kind of three different asset classes for NFTs, right? You've got... Um, Actually, there's four, but I'll break it down core into three. There's NFT collectibles, which I would call kind of you know the blue chip NFTs that are building important brands, uh, and I can you can include over there you know core utility stuff like like you know actual bots that are doing a service. Uh, then you have play to earn games, so these are things which have a core game like World of Warcraft, and then maybe a social element as an add on. And then you have things like the sandbox, which I would say are metaverse platforms like Roblox that may also have a social element to them. And we came to the conclusion that, you know, the best governance is when it is concentrated. And so instead of trying to have one kind of hedge fund doing two things, let's keep crown capital for play to earn games and let's create fat cats to focus on blue chip NFTs. And so that's kind of how I got here.
1: Okay so if you can you give a little bit about like Will Crown Capital your other company obviously will they be involved with Fat Cats directly or is that just some funding that's helped you get started in another not project but another company that you're going to operate concurrently
0: Absolutely. So the synergy is there because we share legal departments. uh, We share a lot of our OGs. We have a lot of the initial team of analysts and people who have helped build the project, like the project manager, have come from Crown Capital. In addition to that, um, you know, and we can get into this when we go into the roadmap, but I'm very comfortable in the legal gray, but I do not want to put us into the legal black. And the question of, you know, what is a security is a big one that is going to constantly be changing and being adjusted. And it's our job to kind of keep people safe in that regard. So we didn't want to make our own ERP-20 token for Fat Cats. We will actually be implementing Crown's token, uh, as well as Vault and ApeCoin and a few other things. Um, And we will also be um, onboarding Fat Cats holders into all the Crown Capital games if they so wish to play. So we will have a very close relationship in that sense. In addition to that, you know, a lot of people kind of will flex their board ape members in their server and Azuki members to kind of pretend that that means they've arrived and they're going to mint out. We've avoided that kind of shtick um, because we have genuine whales. We have people who invested between five to 50K in Crown Capital and have stayed all six months. And so you know, these are our whales who are going to become a lot of our anchor investors in Fat Cats. So I think that there's that. And then just this week, Uh, Crown Capital put forward a motion that maybe they will take upwards of 100 fat cats um, into their community vault. Because even though they focused on play to earn gains, and even though they said kind of like we should spin off fat cats for governance reasons, um, now that we do have what's a very clear plan that we presented to Crown Capital, they feel that great, you know, they can be a a big shareholder and uh, trust in the Council of Claw, which will be the governance body of fat cats, to do what we promise.
1: That's very impressive. Uh, not that you, I was certainly wouldn't call you new to the investment space, uh, the NFT space being so new, though, and having Crown Capital for the past several months um, to be launching a, a full scale NFT, a lot more than a PFP project, but DAO is very impressive. So kudos. Um, Going into Fat Cats, so tell us a bit about Fat Cats in general. I understand it as a DAO where your goal or objective is to support probably people like me who can't afford a blue chip NFT by giving the credibility to say that we own a part um, or, or a share in some blue chip NFTs. If I'm off track completely, feel free to correct me. But is that the general direction of, of Fat Cats?
0: Yeah, Sure. I think we will break the roadmap down into the, obvi- the kind of like tangible utility and the slightly more philosophical utility. So on the tangible part, the flagship offering is a blue chip hedge fund structured as an investment club. And you're absolutely right. When I formed, it was clear that we were pitching our target audience as the NFT middle class, right? So people uh, I actually break the NFT middle class into two groups, people that Outright arrive too late for doodles, cool cats, board apes, and actually can't afford that, right? So a 0.08 ETH entry is really pitched for them, uh, or people who can afford a mutant ape. My case, I've had all many of the blue chips, but I cannot then also get diversification, right? I can't also keep doing DGen trading and holding, you know, a whole bunch of these assets. Uh, it it puts me tight. So that's who I'd call the NFT middle class. And then the other group was people who are new to NFTs, but not new to investing, right? We wanted to always token gate our community based on competency, not on wealth, right? Like, you know, I had this great discussion with with Ryan Carson uh, from Moonbirds exactly about this, because we both agreed that... You need, you need his fund, 12G, and you need fat cats because, you know, you need a fund for the Uber whales, you know, the people who 100 ETH is like a blink of their eye, and people who kind of want to have valuable assets and be part of an investment club and a token gated community, but have a much tighter budget. And I think it's great that there's room for both of us. So the core flagship offering or the tangible offering is a blue chip hedge fund and 70% of the mint and 100% of ongoing royalties, and all of the mint and all of the royalties uh, for the Junior Fat Cats. And again, the Junior Fat Cats is just to do a stock split because usually you see people arrive, you know, uh, three or four weeks late into a project and they're like, oh damn, there's no entry point for me. So we've tried to kind of do it in two parts, in order to do to give that entry point. And literally both of them are the OG sets that have equal utility. Any future stuff will be decided by the DAO and maybe we'll just be kind of limited things or maybe we won't do anything else, right? So the, that's the flagship offering. Um, and people okay. often ask this question, so I'll answer it now. Uh, people often ask, you know, is it only for capital gains or can I kind of get money out of this? And the answer is every month or two, we will also be voting on distributions right? So kind of like I always put my Warren Buffett hat here as a value investor. You know, what is the job of a governing board? And one of the major jobs is, uh, do you distribute dividends or do you reinvest in the market? And that is something that the shareholders should decide. So each fat cat is a pro rata share and vote in the Dow. And everyone will be deciding, should we be reinvesting or should we be distributing? And if so, how much? And we'll do that with a simple claims contract.
1: Easy enough. Um, When you say that the bank will be seated with 70% of the initial mint and 100% of royalties, obviously there needs to be a portion, that 30% to pay the team. And you guys have a pretty big team from what I've seen. Um, But with that initial mint, I'm not going to do the math right now. Can you give me an estimate on, and for the people here, what the mint price is, if you've decided, have you decided a date for the mint? And Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Sure. And that also includes all the costs for the junior fat cats, because I wanted that to kind of be very clean and clear from the get go that there wouldn't be kind of like hidden fees. So the mint is 0.08 ETH. The supply is 5000 and the mint date is May 18th. Um, and we are doing a rather controversial, although it's become less controversial. When I first started talking about it, it was controversial. And now people are kind of grounding into it. But we're doing a two tiered uh, mint process for the whitelist. Everyone on the whitelist can mint up to two. Uh, We're not oversubscribing. uh, And they will have 12 hours to mint. After those 12 hours, I mean, give or take contract stuff, you know, it's probably half an hour here or there. But after those 12 hours, the same people can mint up to a total of 10. And the reason we're doing that is because we do have, as we said, genuine whales. um, And they respect the need for unique hold account, right? We're building brand ambassadors over here and staying relevant is very important. We'll get to that in the roadmap. But at the same time, it's like, okay, we'll give them the opportunity, but if they choose not to use their opportunity, you know, much better we get them than bots get them. And so, you know, we want to honor our whales. I myself intend to buy north of 100. Uh, I'm just gonna make my my wallets very clear to people because again, you know, it's this weird thing because you had people like Prime A Planet the founders playing games and pretending people were buying when it was them sweeping, people have got like nervous when founders buy in. And yet when you look at the stock market, we sleep better at night because Elon Musk owns a shit ton of Tesla and Warren Buffett owns a shit ton of Berkshire Hathaway, right? It's good to align uh, equity with founders and teams if they pay for it, especially. So I'm bringing kind of web to best practices and uh, yeah. Provided the price doesn't run up too quickly, uh, I do want to be able to buy quite a lot. And I've put out a bounty on Dumbledore Legendary, uh, because yeah, you know, I I am here for the long term and i I'm willing to pay 10 ETH to get my profile pick.
1: Okay. So so then obviously you mentioned you're gonna be using Chainlink VRF. So uh the only way you're gonna be able to get it is post reveal. So I like that a lot. And uh, I'm probably going to get that to you and I'll sell it to you for 9.8 because I'm generous,
0: but... Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is why when I heard elogic speak about Chainlink Veroff, I was like, oh, fuck, finally, because I thought I was going to have to get, you know, Rarity Sniper on a call and Fresh Drops on a call and, and stream it where they did the kind of reveal so that people didn't, Call foul when I ended up with, you know, the one time I actually got a legendary, right? Like, I've got terrible luck. You know, it's like if if there's 10,000 in collection, I'll get Rarity 9.5, you know, or something. So, <laughs> this will be that one time and it will fund the whole community. So, I'm really happy to have Chaining VRF in this case.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, just going back to the mint process and the not over allocating, you mentioned that. So, is there going to be 2,500 whitelist spots or will you even go shy of that?
0: um uh, yeah it's a problem right because you have you know <laughs> we gave doodles alpha found out about us like seven weeks ago and so they crept in and they're like you know can we have some whiter spots i'm like sure you can have early access whiter spots and just yesterday one of them came to claim it and at some point you're gonna get the situation where it's like you've over allocated even if you didn't realize you've over allocated right so at some point as we start to approach maybe two two I um, will kind of have to call in, you know, all the chips, see who's really kind of actually getting on and then maybe raffle off the last little bit at the end. But, yeah, I think we'll probably go to like two, four, nine, uh, zero or something like that.
1: OK, perfect. Well, I appreciate the transparency on how the mint's going to work. Um, one of the questions I had, and this is probably outside of the box compared to what you might hear typically but when i think of the nft space nowadays i think of it as it's very fast-paced and um, I, i've watched even with the logics where i see something on icy tools where number five trending or six trending and then all of a sudden we hit that huge bump for 10 minutes where everyone's looking at their tools and they're like shit this looks like a wave i'm going to ride it and then they're buying in and then it eventually stops now with a dow uh where where decisions like that, like big sweeps or mass purchases are typically voted upon. Do you feel that having a a voter platform in a a market that's based off of trading and, and, and usually quick or effective trading, do you think that that impedes the ability to be agile?
0: I think that's a fantastic question and I'm glad you asked it. So, you know, I was saying that the kind of the job of the holders, like everyone in the in Fat Cats, is to I would say do two very important things, like always. Number one, you've got to elect a competent council of claw, right? Um, you know, we do have a fail safe in there. I'm I'm there on the council of claw in perpetuity, unless people do a referendum to remove me. And four others are elected from the community and get voted out on a rotation every six months. In addition to that, we put a strong fail safe. Um, You know, I think we may have been the first to do this, but John Carlo and Brett Malinowski are not advisors to the project. They are advisors to the Council of Claw, which means their job is when the council puts forward proposals uh, on like asset allocation, should we put, you know, 40% into the big cap blue chips, right? Like the Bored Apes. Should we put 30% into the mid caps, aka Coolmans, Universe Subducks, Enigma Economy, things that maybe have gone under the radar. Should we put kind of 20% into the up and comings, you know, finding the next Suzuki and mind blowing? Um, that is going to then be sent to John Carl and Brett Mononofsky to give their formal comments before it then goes to a formal vote. So we've got fail-safes in for that. Um, so number one is to vote a competent Council of Claw. Number two is to vote regularly on, asset, on, on distributing the funds or reinvesting. But what the fat cats holders kind of also have to do is we break up things into time-sensitive and not time-sensitive. And so when we vote that like that uh, the council can purchase mutant apes in the range of 20 to 30 ETH, let's say. We're also are going to give them a mandate that if they see certain arbitrage situations, such as the entire market is collapsing or the entire market is pumping too high and maybe it's, you know, we should be selling and holding USDC in the meanwhile, et cetera, those mandates are given to the council of clause so that they can react to a fast-moving market.
1: Okay, that makes a ton more sense. When it comes to the average NFT trader, um, you know, you, you mentioned that you're 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 kind of token gating for people with investment experience uh, or, or or the wealthy. Um, those would be the two prime demographics. So the average NFT trader, I would say, and again, average is a loose term, but I would say is not those things. Um, so how are you planning to appeal or do you even, are you interested in appealing to just somebody who's getting into the NFT space, does not have uh standard talk, stock trading experience, but is excited about the project in general and wants to be a part of a DAO and, you know, he sees that they could hold part of a blue chip and that's exciting to them. Like, how are you targeting the, the, the masses that is the NFT space?
0: Yeah, great question. So we re- we realized very early on, and this is kind of the second pillar of the roadmap, that we're also pretty much building a premier investment club and think tech. And I say it like that, not to be snooty, even with this voice and accent, but I wanted to call it that instead of Alpha because Alpha doesn't express enough what we do, right? In other words, when people say Alpha, they primarily mean the gen calls for trading. And again, we offer that. We've got some great callers and we already have partnership with five different Alpha groups that give us their calls uh, and a robust whitelist marketplace. Again, we have that as well. I mean, we even got PXN and Mind Blown. So we're doing fine over there. But in addition to that, we have a ridiculous amount of conversations all the time. We're always, kind of getting good hosts on. And if I can't get them on Fat Cats, I get them on WGMI. So as long as we have kind of quality content all the time, we also spend kind of four or five hours, I do at least, in the Discord and a lot of other members come and hang on the calls. I think Omar comes there a lot and a bunch that I'm seeing in in the chat right now. Uh, And we've also been really growing out our network Um, So we've got, you know, I think over 170 founders now and and quite a lot more influencers and stuff who come and hang out in the Discord too. So we realized that, uh, number one, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest holders, you better make sure that they understand kind of the basics of the space, and a lot more than the basics, if they're going to make it long term and get what we're doing. Uh, In addition to that, we felt that Um, You know, it's funny because most people start with a closed-off Discord and then open it up later. We did the reverse. We were open for two months. we have been building for three months. Um, We were open for two months and only now closed it because we got to such a point where we've got so many channels and so much information and such a robust marketplace that we've, we've started token gating based on competence and not based on net worth. And so we've got this hybrid model where everyone on the influencer or founders list can invite whoever they want. And anyone who's already on the cat list and in the future, anyone who's a fat cat holder will be able to kind of bring their friends. And to that, it's like this kind of golf club model, right? Like if you were to go to a golf club for the first time and didn't know what golf is, you could get hit in the head with a ball. And that's, you know, not going to go down well. So we (laughs) wanted this kind of like, you know, bring your friends in or in the case of like eLogix, we know that you've got a, a, a holder base that's somewhat smarter than the average newbie and so you know we can give you an open discord invite and not kind of make some fake fomo and so that's how we've been token gating and we've been really really careful with curating the catalyst we took away all the grind things it doesn't matter how many people you invite it doesn't matter how many times you say good morning there's no leveling up system over there Uh, we don't care about any of that stuff we want to see you involved in the community asking good questions uh, maybe playing a couple of games or such because that kind of builds camaraderie. And so we have a very, very engaged community. And that's how we've been building it, literally by word of mouth. I mean, I know people say organic, but I mean, we are the quintessential organic. Um, we did no paid promo. And, you know, it just, it was, it was difficult. I mean, you know, it's this chicken and egg problem, right? Like you can say you want to be organic, but at the end of the day, you're trying to make a noise in a very, very crowded space in a very, very noisy space. Uh, But we somehow did it, I guess, you know, between my network and my contacts uh, and the original members who really deeply believed in this. I mean, we have 36 volunteer mentors, I believe, um, because they just all believed in the project and they've been building with us for three months. Uh, they didn't even want to be paid in catnip, right, like which would give them extra opportunities for whitelists. They just were like so into the project. I eventually pushed for them to take that because I thought it was ridiculous, right? We love what they do. Uh, but that's why we call them mentors, not moderators, because I felt it was like ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, this these are the community members who have stepped up uh, and are day in and day out for the last three months kind of helping us build. So to answer your question, uh, you literally have to find them one by one. And this is why kind of Carefully giving part, doing partnerships like this, um, are great. I will also add to that that you know just because you're an apple doesn't mean you also can't enjoy oranges. I think it's a it's a weird thing where people think you know just because you do a lot of trading and DJ plays doesn't mean that when you pass like 10 ETH or 12 ETH or whatever else you don't start thinking about putting some of that in safer investments, right? And that's been my case. I'm, you know, a lifelong value investor who jokes about myself that I've made all of my money being a DJ over here because I'll buy into a project for the last long term. I'll see some kind of market arbitrage, right? Like it's just pumping too high or something's going on or I can see people doing funny stuff uh, and I'll take a profit and then maybe buy in the dip or whatever else. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's kind of how we've been doing it.
1: Well, I'm the I'm not that guy. I I am an apples and apples guy in the sense that, I will live off DGen plays up up north of a thousand ETH at one point because I we did a, we did a re-roll right which effectively did not did not add any specific value to your NFT um, it was kind of more just to get a character uh, that you enjoyed and and maybe increase your rarity for the future um, I re-rolled mine every opportunity I got as a matter of fact between all eight thousand eight hundred and eighty eight logics there was 175,000 goop spent on re-rolls. Of that 175,000, I made up a full 1% of the re-rolls done. So that's how much of a degen I am. I just, I like to gamble,
0: so, um, you know, but- That's fantastic. And, and and no one wants you to stop doing that, right? Like this is kind of the thing, like I am not, you know, all of our royalties go to the DAO. If someone wants to make arbitrage positions do flips on fat cats, we have no problem with that. You know, I, I see a couple of creeps in the audience. My friends from Creeps know this, right? They, they they That's probably one of the strongest diamond hand communities. And yet, they're also flipping tons of other projects all day long, right? So there's nothing wrong with doing both. And I would say to you, Deus, maybe part of the reason why uh, you're only doing kind of the one just degenning is because... Um, Long-term investing requires a lot more research and stuff like that. And maybe what you've been missing is the market of scale over here, where you've got a full team that's amateurized over all of the holders, right? So it doesn't cost you much being paid by the Dow's royalties to sit and do research and make very comprehensive reports on which projects are likely the top 1%.
1: Oh, I, I I get that. I agree, and I, I know a good investment when I see it. It's why I own twenty one Logics right now. You know, I, I'm a whale in one community. You know what your project reminds me of? It just came to my to my mind. Are you familiar with a, a gentleman? I don't know his IRL name, but Captain JPEG. um, o- owner of the Fern Daddy's NFT. Do you know him?
0: Uh, I don't. You want to make an intro? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Um, but he had a similar mindset as to um, – he has a lot of real-life friends that are whales. He's got a luxury box at the Miami Dolphins suite in, in uh – in or at the Hard Rock in Miami there for NFL, and he he minted out a project recently, the Fern Daddies, and he had the same mentality. He said, well, I've got these whales that are willing to invest. Why would I continue to grow this when this project's gonna mint out and I can get the people that will be diamond handers in our community focused for my community? And, and he actually didn't even set a cap on how much people could mint. They could mint, if you were whitelisted, you could mint up to 250 in a single transaction. Um, yeah. And it actually ended up going very well for him. So just an aside.
0: No, that's awesome. That's awesome. No, I think, I think there's room for this, right? I think, as I said, you know, it's, it's, it may seem counterintuitive, but the best members of our communities have come from Alpha communities. I mean, I, I, I'm not here to kind of downplay them at all. I think they're extraordinarily important. But I think what we're starting to see as the space gets more grounded and mature and looks to the long term and to real utility, right? Instead of kind of all this gimmicky utility we've seen till now is that token-gated communities like Proof and like Midnight Lab of John Carlo and like Fat Cats are going to become important kind of investor relationship teams, building out networks, incubators, and all of those kinds of things. Um, And, you know, I can touch on that as well. Uh, You know, we break down blue chips, as I would say, into kind of three categories. Uh, the big caps, right? Like those are the least controversial that have kind of already made it. And the question then is, is there enough upside because we haven't yet had mass adoption for board Apiot Yacht Club to still, you know, 10x, right? Or 5x over the next year, whatever. Then you've got, I would call the mid caps, which are, you know, maybe Kuhlman's universe, Saptax, Enigma economy that have gone under the radar but seem to be doing things right. And then the question is, why have they gone under the radar? You know, people forget this, that Doodle's price only popped off when they got three derivatives done of them, right? Sometimes projects go under the radar just because the news cycle is so, so full right now and you can't make a noise in the crowd. Whereas other times it's justified. The team has got sleepy. The community has somewhat already died off. Uh, and that's a problem. Uh, and then the last category is how do we identify the next Zookies and Mindblowns uh, and better yet is, can we maybe get on as an advisory to that project, much like eLogix is going to do on the contract side, and help steer them in the right direction and take their good idea and help them get to that next level, uh, and then maybe be long-term investors there as well and earn some extra money for the DAO.
1: And that actually brings up a very important question with the DAO and with identifying the right projects at the right time. I mean, getting in at Azuki. Zuki Getting into Azuki at 30 ETH might not be a great play for investors, but getting into Azuki either during Mint or, you know, before they went to NFT uh, or not NYC, but wherever that was and dropped airdropped the the beans or the the dirt to everybody, something official, um, is, is a great investment. So how many you have a big team, as I mentioned. So how many people on your team would you say are dedicated full time to project research and making sure that there's good projects being put forward for the DAO to vote on investing
0: in? Cool. so the council of Claw will be that formal team, that's five. Then we have the advisors, the independent advisors in the form of John Carlo and Brett Malinowski. Then we have our extensive kind of network that the council can tap into, like we already own, you know, it's funny, a lot of people have been giving us assets. Uh, We have a Kosher Pass, uh, we have a Fresh Drops, uh, we've been given a whole bunch of metaverse land, and I'll talk about that afterwards. And so um, we have a network to tap as well, because let's face it, this is a, everyone is one step removed from Gary V and stuff like that, right? And if you are not using your network and getting early information, you're not going to make it. I mean, we got into mind blowing uh, when they only had like 2000 followers, because one of my OG friends was like, you need to talk to puppy, man. you need to talk to papa. I mean, these people are going to be very important. So, um, that network is very important because if you're just doing research, but you can't get the whitelist spots, you're not going to make it, right? It doesn't matter. Everyone knows we should be in PXN, but you're not going to make it if you don't actually get the whitelist spots or be able to buy in at a favorable price. So, I would say there's seven. And then, in addition to that, we already have, I think, nine uh, nine people in the community who are doing kind of research, think papers, and stuff like that. Um, I've actually been speaking to Overdrive because I'm starting a blog. Uh, and you guys are like, you know, wow, you know, we're dev heavy. Uh, we should probably be collaborating with alpha groups and stuff for research and calls because then we don't have to kind of put resource towards that. So I think you're going to see a lot of partnering like that. But basically, yeah, it's a core team of seven and then another kind of collab team and a research team totaling about uh, 13.
1: I, that's, you know, that's a massive team. And I think that's great. I think you need that in, to be an effective DAO. Are you personally, this is unrelated to the project, are you personally minting PXN tonight during the public?
0: Shit, did I miss the whitelist?
1: The whitelist uh, white is tomorrow. They do the, oh, the public no. first. Then I'm minting in the whitelist. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um,
0: I know little pants. I'm not minding. I don't win anything, my friend. I don't win rarity wars. I never get legendaries. And I certainly don't win gas wars. I didn't even bother to mint other side. Uh, because I'm like, I'm not going to get into that kind of pissing contest. Uh, yeah, still. that
1: was quite the thing. I was actually pretty impressed with Yuga Labs, despite me not really caring too much about a lot of their projects because they're way out of my price range. But the fact that they committed to to refund everyone's gas was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's honorable. It's honorable. But, I mean, surely they could have kind of thought it through a little bit. Anyway, I mean, I've given two AMA's Yeah, fair and enough. AA's, but, you fair know, enough. perhaps they could have thought about it and asked Moonbirds how to do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's
1: fair. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get back into fat cats, because that's what we're here for. And you you'd mentioned that some people, and I'd like to get because this was fascinating to hear, and this probably relates to the long term for the project, but you'd mentioned some people have been giving you metaverse land. And you said, well, we'll touch on that in a bit. So I'd like to touch on that now. what is is there is there a metaverse play for you?
0: Sure. So let's recap. So obvious offering when everyone says what's the immediate utility and what's going to go into play within the first two weeks you're getting a hedge fund, right? Structured as an investment club. Secondly, along that line, you've already got a robust business club and think tank. And if you want me kind of, you don't need to take my word for it, Hop into Fat Cats and you'll see that we've got an extraordinarily decked out Discord and some very important people just hanging out there and saying what's up and what they're doing that day. From Metagardens to Metagardians to Cyberkongs to Gojira, they're all there hanging out talking and it's a wonderful place to kind of learn from the best. Uh, those are the kind of the two calls. The third call, and this goes back to why the hell, Dylan, did you do a profile picture for a hedge fund, not to a coin and not to a fractionized NFT, right? Like why? Okay. Fractionalizing doesn't work in the age of utility. So that's a non starter. I know it's a a coder's wet dream, right? Like to them, they want a DAO to mean, you know, um, verified on contract, no one, you know, no human error and all of that. But I don't think that works in the age of utility because as we just saw with Billionaire Coyote Club, they couldn't even claim their ape coin, right? It was fractionized in a vault. So that was a non starter for us. Then the second idea was let's do a coin. And I really. Back then in December, November, I had a gut feeling that although a coin is fantastic for crown capital, uh, it's going to be terrible for a blue chip NFT fund. And the reason is that I think that people, if you don't realize how important communities are and branding, you're probably not going to make it. Because again, the news cycle is so busy and so full, right? Like everyone's trying to get us to interview them in WGMI because there's just so many projects dropping. You're not going to make it if you can't stay relevant. And part of staying relevant is if you don't give your community a profile picture, you're losing out this wonderful opportunity to have brand ambassadors, right? Like, even in Logics is done even better. I mean, you can have a whole kind of custom-made background and have an extra opportunity to show people what you really love, right? But if you don't have that, I don't think you're going to make it. And that got proven to us in January with 8DAW. I don't know if everyone saw that, but ApeDow had over $30 million worth of Bored Ape Yacht Club holdings and Mutant Apes. Um, and their coin was at eight bucks when it should have been at 16 bucks. And the whole, there was a massive fud, the community was upset and they basically ended up dissolving the DAO because they couldn't justify it. And the simple reason was no one knew the fuck about ApeDAO, right? There was some unknown coin with some unknown liquidity pool uh, and no one was paying notice to it. And so I feel that branding is extremely important. You know, when people are saying, who the fuck are fat cats? When we're posting a PXN giveaway or a mind-blowing giveaway, we're doing something right. That's how it should be because we're doing organic growth. And yet we also do have to make our noise in the public square. And so to me, Twitter is the Web 2 public square. The metaverse platforms are going to be the Web 3 public square. And we can get into a debate if they're a good investment, right, as an asset class. And uh, I think there's a strong argument that they're a dangerous investment right now just because of my time in Second Life where I saw that... You know, it's, it's very much more winner takes all, right? Like with, with social platforms, you'll have Second Life, Minecraft and Roblox and everything else no one will know about. Because people go where their friends are. Unlike you can argue with indie games, you know, if you've got 10,000 dedicated people playing a game, the game's probably going to do okay uh, on Steam. So I felt it was very important that we had like clubhouses and representation in these many of those platforms. Because that's this opportunity to take a voxel in, walk around, and people go, wow, that's cool. Who are you, right? Or you kind of go to other people's events or bump into their stuff. So that's very important to us. Uh, But we didn't want to kind of spend a lot of money on it. So we've done a partnership already with Council of Kings. They're getting us access to, I think, 52 different metaverse platforms. We also very much were able to connect to the team of TCG World. They were super impressed. They gave us a land which was worth 4,000. I think it's worth 7,000 now. We made a collaboration with Cosa Nostra, which is the biggest guild in Mobland. So they kind of going to come to our clubhouses. We'll go to their clubhouses. And I really do want to state that I think this is important because when you're hanging out in these metaverse platforms, if you're there more than a few times, you're going to start to feel like I need a landing zone, right? Like it is important. I need a place that's mine to be my kind of like clubhouse, as well as, you know, to have my customized kind of like skin to feel like, you know, I'm me in this world. So that's how we're doing it. And we're going to take that very seriously. Uh, And of course, we're going to find every opportunity to stay in the news cycle. So every time we buy into one of these blue chips, we're going to all en masse go into their server, say, hey, from Fat Cats, make a press release about it, maybe try and get them on AMAs again, uh, and stay relevant that way. And I think, you know, if you're not constantly building your social capital and your network and influence, uh, you're probably not going to make it.
1: Oh, it's very understandable. I I have one more question. Uh, Before I get to it, though, I do want to say to anybody who has their own questions, uh, Dylan has done a very good job being very descriptive and expansive in your answers. I appreciate that, Dylan. Um, But if you do have a question, and it can be as simple or related to the project or not as you'd like, please feel free to raise your hand. I will pull you up here. Uh, In the meantime, though, Dylan, one of my favorite questions, and keep your hand up the priest and anybody else who wants to join, that'd be great. Uh, But one of the questions I always like to ask my AMA guests, uh, as as a host, I think it's obligatory. Uh, What is one part of your project that you're either not asked about enough in the AMAs or you're just so passionate about that you need the opportunity to speak to it because you think that it's so relevant to prospective holders?
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, I've learned a lot in the job. I, I thought our art would take half the time it did. <laughs> and the artists are like, fuck you, dude. You're so easy. To do <laughs> oh, yeah, that's you, a hard and you, job. You, yeah, and, and you are, you know, you're checking, like, you know, we've rendered kind of like 28,000 to pick 5,000. So they're like, dude, fuck you. If you're going to do this level of QA, you need more time. So I, I made a mistake on that. And we've always downplayed our art because, you know, we've got so much, I think, real utility. Uh, but I don't talk about the art enough. Uh, we've got three fab- fabulous artists. Our lead artist is Angie Simpson, who comes from Daz 3D, who is a studio that put together non fungible people and are the lead team behind Clone X's uh, animation. So, all of the kind of like making uh, Clone X um, and uh, artifact assets being able to kind of um, move around and stuff, that's all the team from Daz 3D. So, that's our lead artist. And she's a very gifted 2D artist. Um, in addition, we've got um danny Showborn, who is a really fantastic uh tattoo artist and we brought him on this is his first project because he's so he's got such attention to detail in the clothing so we like to say that we're actually a 2d and a half um because we're a 2048 by 2048 so if you zoom in you'll see that the art has fantastic detail in that sense i said fantastic so many times now and then we also have patrick <laughs> Uh, who's actually known to you guys because he's the artist. Patrick Dawson is the artist who did the one-of-one for the Born to be Me eLogix collaboration. He's their lead artist. So that's our third artist. and He's helping with legendaries and push goals for us. So I think the art is something I don't talk about enough. And then the other thing is I did not realize how important token-gated communities and business clubs and stuff like that would be. And I think if anything I'm seeing right now, in the meta, I would say there's two important things in the meta that people should be taking att- paying attention to. Number one is partnerships, okay? illogix is doing lots of partnerships. Llamaverse is doing lots of partnerships. Zooverse is doing lots of partnerships. If you're not partnering, if you're not understanding economics 101, that you don't have to do everything yourself, right? If you are making hamburgers, you don't also need to make your own catch And so I like to say we're selling premium toilet paper, and that makes us very unoffensive and very easy to work with for everyone. So partnerships are super important. We've got our kind of like we pimp out our list on the website. Uh, Illogics is there too because you know Overdrive agreed to look over our contracts and got on the call with us for Chainlink. So you know we're very appreciative of that. Uh, So partnerships, 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 and social capital is extremely important. The fact that there are 56 guests in this chat. For a project that only recently minted, uh, hats off to you, Deos, because then your team is doing something right. Because so many projects are fighting for um, members right now. You know there are just so many projects that if you can be a community's three to five core uh, core communities that they spend their time in, uh, you're going to make it. You're going to do really well, and people are going to value. People are going to give you free stuff. People are going to give you like we did with TCG, where They gave us land. People are going to invite you to be part of their games. People are going to give you special characters. So, if you work out, kind of constantly think in terms of how can we make a wonderful Discord where people want to hang out, give them what they're asking for, uh, get them the best stuff, get them quality talks, make the conversation more than just good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, that's so important. And it's damn hard to do, right? There's a reason why, like, hype campaigns. Uh, are easy because you just kind of get people fluffed up. You build a lot of hot smoke. You buy a quality marketing teams. You do copy-paste and all the buzzwords of the time. But the day after, if you're kind of going to keep building and keep people engaged, you have to do have a really great team and be doing a lot of work. So those are the two things that I didn't realize. didn't I Both didn't speak enough about and didn't realize how extremely important they are in the meta where there's projects literally coming out You know twice a day it's
1: so funny because uh ollie the founder of Zoover, said something very similar he said if i could change one thing i would have never i would never have stopped collaborating with other projects after our initial mint and i think that's so true and that's something that i'm very proud of our team for continuing is if anything we've tripled our collaboration efforts since mint not just because of the allowless shop but to your point um, building that network in the space is so critically important so i I appreciate and respect that insight.
0: Yeah, and and, I'm gonna... and Ollie's, Ollie's advisor, Mr. H uh, from Web3 Auditing is doing our audit uh, <laughs> because, um, you know, we, we, we delayed our men from the 11th to the 18th. And what happened was um, I saw that our art probably wouldn't be done until the 8th. And when I saw what happened with Black's contract, uh, and then I was the one, I was behind the scenes on Tripster's contract because Tripster's asked me to be the host to do their giveaway. And I said, with pleasure. But I'm not NFT lama. If this goes to shit, that's the end of me. I can't survive this, man. So I, if you want me to be your host, you need Mr. H from Web3 Consulting to do an audit. And he came back and said, oh, my God, we are going to have to rewrite this whole thing. Uh, and when that happened, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not putting this kind of pressure on my guys. I and mean, we've got a fantastic team—a French-Belgian team of five people doing our contracts. They are fantastic. But even the best people can make mistakes, especially when you have something like Chainlink in, which is an Oracle and it's ERC-721A. You've got those moving parts. You need to give uh, people like you guys and Beans and 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 um, um, Hashlips the time to look at our contracts to try and really break it and see if there's something wrong.
1: I couldn't agree more, and we we outsourced, uh, I think, five independent professional paid contract auditors, even though we have a team of seven developers. Um, who have kind of built our contract based off of some proven ones. Uh, that being said, I've invited the priest up here. If anybody else has any questions, though, you still have time to raise your hand. So please feel free. Uh, don't be shy. We always welcome speakers onto the stage. Any questions at all? Um, if we don't, though, there will be a giveaway. And I believe, Dylan, you're going to be allowing us to, to get some invites into your Discord.
0: Yeah. Firstly, we're gonna, we, we've got a lot for your marketplace. Um, so there's that. If you want to share a Discord invite, Uh, to your holders chat or something you're welcome to do so uh and we're going to give away three catalyst spots if you want to choose some random winners over here as well or maybe yeah we're we're going to a raffle afterwards or something i don't know
1: yeah we'll use uh we'll use a raffle bot and we'll get uh intern to set that up after the questions for sure i will also get him to uh share the discord link in the ama questions um portion of the discord just so that everybody has access to that I can't post it I'll get rugged and kicked out of the server because I don't get to post links but uh in the interim the priest board gamers
2: welcome Hi, right, good evening everyone um it's nice being here on
0: this platform I just have to can questions. you speak up my friend oh sorry about it is it better now uh not yet all right can you hear me clearly now is it better
1: I think I, I think I can hear you clearly enough that if the question isn't clear, I can, I can rephrase it for Dylan, for sure.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
2: All right, thanks so much. All right, so my questions for Dylan are on two grounds, one's on security and the other one's more on marketing. I'm from FastCats, luckily, and um, I found my way to legit from FastCats. And um, so on security, I would like you to tell us um, the plans in play, both. Um, before Lint because you know nowadays you see projects failing and suffering for security on security basis before main and uh, on lint date. So I would like you to tell us more about these um, security plans in place. That's the wrong end. Now the second Mexico. Why don't
1: there. we stop? Why don't we stop at one question and then we'll get to the second one after, just so that I can make sure that I have the question right because I don't want to get it wrong for you. Um, right. You you are asking about. Because of so many discords and various servers and things becoming hacked and having issues going into Mint, what yes. is the team at uh, Fat Cats doing to prevent that? Is that correct? Yes.
0: Correct. So you know, it's, it's it's a funny thing. We have a bit of a joke in Fat Cats that um, someone should share that we've been hacked because it will get us great press coverage. Because we've been building for three and a half months and we've never had problems. I take security extremely important. I mean, I'm the only person who can do it at everyone. Uh, We've booby-trapped the server all over the place. Uh, Thanks to Wix, you know, you're able to give permissions in one channel, not another channel. And so, you know, when these fools try and post everywhere, uh, they'll get rugged, kicked, you know, thrown paint on. Uh, We're also a locked server, so that helps a lot. Uh, we also have a fantastic um, capture bot that does not send you a DM, so you can turn off your DMS. Uh, thanks, courtesy of the team from Project Rugpool. They've been fantastic with us as well. So we take security very seriously. Secondly, I was—you you always need to use common sense, right? An announcement—you know—we are clearly not a project that is going to do any kind of sneak uh, mint, right? That's not the style of our project. So if it's not the time and not the date, there's something wrong. Secondly, you should be looking um, for a post both on Twitter and on Discord. If those posts are not there and they don't line up, please don't mint. Uh, and then thirdly, from the contract side, as we were mentioning, eLogix uh, is going to be looking at our contract. Beans is going to be looking at our contract. Um, and um, uh, 3D con- sorry, Web3 Consulting Audit uh, will be doing the main audit for us. Oh, and, and I want to add as well, the priest, that The contract will be available at least three or four days before, hopefully a week before, but at least three or four days before. So people can really look at it and and kind of check if there's problems.
2: Thanks so much for that. Um, I think it's time for me to ask my second question. My second question is more on marketing collaborations. Like you mentioned, um, I want you to tell us about the plans, to because today, I, I I feel we uh, the plan the this project fast is not um, is not really publicized. People don't really know much about it in public space, right? Um, what are the plans in terms of marketing and more collaborations that you are thinking of doing?
1: Did you get that clearly done?
0: Kind of. Do you want to just kind of summarize? Sure. Up to-
1: Sure, yeah. So because your project is not necessarily geared towards traditional NFT uh, users and you're not a huge quote-unquote name in the NFT space uh, based on Twitter followers, whatever you want to be the metric, what is your plan to continue marketing leading up to Mint to generate a little bit
0: more hype around your project? Sure. So there is this kind of false thing in the space that you you need 20,000, 40,000, 60,000 people in your server to Mint out. It's just not true. Okay. Creeps only had 6,000 people in their Discord server and minted out. What, what, what people are really compensating for with the hype projects is they're trying to get so many people in their Discord and stuff and so much hype that hopefully at least a small percentage of them will buy in. And what is actually end up happening is all of the DJs know this game already, right? And so they all stand on the sidelines and wait until 70 or 80% is minted before minting. The perfect example is Tripsters. I mean, that was a fucking mess. Like, like, like they have spent so much money on marketing, they took a loan for $1.2 bill, 2 million to buy their board Apes, and it was still a mess. And so a lot of these high projects are not working. And instead, we are not looking at these enormous number metrics. We're looking at who is on our cat list. Uh, and we're feeling very, very confident about that. And it's also, you know, when it comes to giving away our whitelist spots, uh, Deus will tell you, I mean, I would not give one to Logics without an AMA. Because if I'm not talking to a community, uh, you know, I don't think it's mutually beneficial. I don't think you guys should be coming into Fat Cats if you don't know about us. And, uh, and, and you know, and I don't think, uh, you know, we should be kind of giving you guys that privilege. Because I think it is a mutual privilege, right? When you're building something great, I think it is a mutual privilege to both be on the list and also to have you in our community. And so, you know, we've really been very focused on what I would call excitement versus hype. Uh, We have a lot of, you know, great uh, partnerships lined up. Uh, I can tell you they are because they're all on our, you know, you can go look at our podcast schedule. We've got a partnership lined up with Kajira, uh, with Kaiju Kings, uh, with Sneaky Ninja Pants, um, with... Uh, Journey Club. We just did Doge Pound yesterday. Uh, we have my pet hooligan tomorrow. So we really are being very careful who we give it to, and then amongst them cherry picking. And I, I, I will say this because I didn't say this yet. But even if you don't get to buy on the marketplace, if you really do like what we're building, do join the Discord. Because if you've joined the Discord, if you're in, and if you're from a community that we already respect, you're eighty percent there. And part of that is we don't have a grind culture. We don't want you to spend your time grinding. we want you to see you talking and being involved and shilling your bags because our entire server is basically an alpha server. We like to say that we're equal opportunity fudders. And so, you know, come and show your bags, come and represent the projects you love, come and, you know, add to the discussion because if we get to build a DAO with representatives from people with vastly different views, right? Some long-term, some traditional investors in stocks some people from crypto, some people from Alpha Communities, some people from Eulogic, some people from Mizuki, you're going to get such robust discussions that hopefully, you know, in that kind of tornado of free speech, uh, the best ideas will win out.
1: I appreciate the detailed answer. Uh, how do you feel the priest is? Did you have any follow-ups?
2: No, no. In fact, I feel so hyped up with the way he didn't answer the questions.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I'm detecting your accent. Are you? Where are you in Africa? Are you in Nigeria? Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Very good, so, brother.
0: I'm from Cape Town originally, so I, I, I recognize the Nigerian accent. Good to hear from you. Yeah.
2: Thanks so much again.
1: <laughs> well, I think you're going to like our community. We have quite a few uh, excellent representatives uh, from the Nigerian community. We actually had Ola, who's one of the um, better NFT influencers from that region. He was one of our mods here during the launch of our project. So he brought in a lot of great uh, community members from that region.
0: Okay, well, you know, also to our Af- African representatives of yeah, I mean, of course we've gone with a classic Disney style, right? So it's like very uh, 90s Disney. We did that, by the way, because, you know, if you're building a co- collection for 20 years or 10 years into the future, you need an art style that has longevity. But something that kind of happened along the way that we didn't expect is you know if you've got lions they look african by default right there's that like that attraction to mama africa and so we've got a lot of our clothing especially for the nobility has this very wakanda vibe so i'm very happy about that it worked out well because uh yeah i'm proudly african
1: absolutely and speaking thereof derry welcome to the stage
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'm Wines. Oh, it's Derry's. It's Derry's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Wines. So I'm speaking on behalf of Derry. She got to work to, in the morning. So I just have to enter for her so I can always brief her what's happened, you know. So um, I, for the fat, for the, car, uh, the fat cat, I, I, with, the, I've listened to what he has said and all that. It look like it's not the real traditional NFT we used to know is um, trying to build a different utility and all that. And with the bunch of projects that has been out daily on the NFT space. So how do you think that what you are trying to build right now could convince people could make a difference from all that we used to know about NFTs, especially from the new MB's and from people who just believe on the traditional way that the NFT is being
0: used to. Very good questions. Very good questions. I think for the DJs in the audience, the trading mentality is not going anywhere, right? A lot of the kind of crypto whales are native to crypto and they've made their money kind of flipping altcoins. coins buying, being amazing technical analysts and stuff like that. So I don't think that that is going to change. I think that's going to remain a robust part of the market. And if you want proof of that, just look at the stock market, right? Lots of funds are professional technical analysts and traders. So that's going to be staying for sure. What I think is changing, though, is we are requiring much greater quality standards, right? Like I like to call uh, that fat cats partners. We're building a circle of competence, right? We're not going to let ourselves have another squiggles happen to us. It's not happening. We're not going to let another pixelmon happen, right? You know, NFT llama got out unscathed from being an advisor there, but I don't think we would give people like that a second chance uh, if 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 another pixelmon came along. So I think. Um, you know, people are not easily fooled. And this is why so many of these high projects now are not minting out, because people are clever Dgens who have learned their lessons and are waiting on the sidelines. So I think that that is aspect number one, our quality control standards the require for audits. I mean, logics is getting requests all the time for people to look at their contracts. And I think that's a beautiful thing. But to your point, I think, yes, we're entering a new era where you're starting to see kind of much more proof-style token-gated communities or funds of funds, like with Ryan Carlson, who's building the 12 gigawatt, uh, 12.1 gigawatt fund. And I think that, yes, Fat Cats is an experiment, but we're just early. I think we're literally a year and a half early. Uh, knowing my bank of friends from the investment banking world, within a year and a half, I expect someone like a Fidelity fund or a mutual fund to probably try to either copy us or buy a portion of us. If they're smart, they'll go the route of Nike and try to become our partner. Um, Now, as for fat cats, my concern is, uh, yeah, there is a concern we may not mint out quickly. I think there's a possibility we may take two days to mint. But the kind of the the saving grace we have is, number one, none of our roadmap doesn't get fulfilled if we don't mint out, right? If we, as a DAO, vote to say, look, we've sold 80%, should we burn the rest? Yeah, we can, because we've still got 200 ETH, and we can still do what we're going to do. We may have to focus more on the mid-caps and the big-caps, but you know, none of the other utilities is going to stop. So... You know, we've got that safety thing that we're not dead in the water. We're not building a game, right? Number two, we have our genuine core of whales from Crown Capital that are pretty, you know, pretty have a pretty proven track record of coming along with me for the ride. And many of them are part of the team. And number three, um, you know, if we do take two days to mint out, who gives a shit, right? Like that was common. You know, even cool cats back then took ages to mint out. There's nothing wrong with that when you're a heavy utility project, right? Project Rugpool hasn't even minted out. They're going fine. A lot of these kind of um, early early rarity tools took ages to mint out. So yes, I think we are different, but we're not that different, Derry. That's my point. There have been a lot of case studies similar to ours. And I, I think that that's what makes me confident. Um, and, you know, unlike most founders, You know, I'm ranked number one in the server for the amount of talking I do. I I think that that is a sole honor that I have uh, from any other community I know, uh, as big as ours already. uh, That you know, the founder is as active as I am, and so I'm literally talking to the community all the time, and I'm getting a real sense of yeah, there are people here are going to be buying ten if they can, and there's a lot of them, not just a few. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling about things.
1: Excellent, Derek. Did you have any? Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. It, it looked convincing anyway. Um, w- uh, w- we hope that all things go well. And I will be joining, uh, you I will be joining your Discord and uh, being a Nigerian. I think I still have to, we still got to involve, invite, invite other Nigerians to, to see that, um, we, we air promote what you got there um for dave's i think i have something i have to first of all start congratulating you about uh for your marketplace that just launched and it's just in fact it just it has been on twitter i've been on twitter for a while now it has been blowing off on, on twitter uh, a lot of people has been so amazed with his work so far but the fact is this how would you guys be able to police the all of the whitelist there that will be buying off from there. Don't you think that people can go there, buy, and go back to the public and sell? How would you think? How would you? How would you check me that? How? How would you so that you don't get porous? You don't result into other things come and so that's you, that's thing? a
0: question for you, right, Theos? I think that's a question for yeah, you. Yeah, so, yeah,
2: that. that yeah, you, you don't mind, Dylan.
0: Absolutely, go for it. Uh,
1: Okay, so pretty straightforward. Right now, the way our whitelists are going to work in the shop is they're tied to the wallet that you've used to stake your logics. So um, it's not an actual like, hey, I have whitelist on this Discord and this server. Would you like to buy my Discord? Um, You'd be risking kind of giving up your entire wallet to do that. And the other component of it is I think ultimately – Everyone is responsible for doing their own research. As, like, we have a team of seven to eight, I believe, business development individuals who strictly work on vetting collaborations. Now, that means that out of about I think it's like 1,300 potential collaborations that we've been in in contact with or filled out our collab form or requested collaborations. We have less than 100 of those that we've agreed to work with. And does that mean we're going to bat 1,000? Does that mean that every single collab that we work with is the best up and coming project and will mint out and will guarantee profit for holders and whatever, whatever, whatever? No, of course not. Um, That's just not a reality in the space. Um, But Every project, we're looking for projects that have unique utility, have uh, opportunity that we think are is better for long-term holds for our project, but also projects that we want to work with. Like hell of a party NFT is a perfect example of a project that has a lot in common with us as far as our mentality around fairness, transparency, and being kind in the space to new people. So uh, I would say the short answer is we believe that we choose amazing partners to work with um but the onus is always going to be on the individual to choose what they buy and what they meant all
0: right thank you so much thank you and i can attest to that because puppy knew about me for a long time i mean puppy knew we were building uh fat cats already in january and uh yeah you know Illogics was out of our class you had already kind of far surpassed us and now we've kind of got to this point where it's like cool you know, we trust you. You've got transparency. You've got John Carlo. Uh, you've got a certain critical mass. Uh, we can have that conversation.
1: Thank you again uh, for for asking the questions of both projects. Um, I'm going to ask you to start queuing up that giveaway uh, in turn, if you could. Don't worry, we're not gonna just going to end it here and just call it like a sudden. You know, we're done. Uh, I would like anything that you'd like to say. Um, towards the community dylan any any closing kind of remarks anything about the project that i may have missed asking or just that you'd like to touch on one more time for people that maybe showed up a little later in the ama
0: yeah so for those who kind of made it a bit late uh i would say again our kind of flagship offering is a blue chip nft fund hedge fund structured as a um structured as an investment club uh, and if you want to know more about governance and legalities, do please check out our light paper uh, where we kind of kind of loop on that and and structure that properly. Uh, Post mint, we will be talking to both for Crown Capital and for Fat Cats, um, the British Virgin Islands, because we you know we will probably have to be structured as a trust so that we can kind of keep the Web Three experiment alive, whereby we're still a DAO uh, and you know we don't have kind of corporate stocks. But we have enough of a identity that we can get bank accounts and legal security and stuff. Uh, and that's a speciality of mine. So we'll have a lot of fun with that. The second core offering is a business lounge and think tank. Uh, and as I say, I think if you join the server, you'll see that we're a lot more than just alpha Again, not shitting on alphas We love our Alpha community friends. So there's that. Uh, and then the third thing is we take branding and partnerships very seriously. You'll see that we have a number of quality partnerships, including we're working with you know Illuix on a couple of things, which I'm not at liberty to tell you. Sorry, your team likes to say secretive, and I can't shut my mouth. Uh, so I'm trying. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I would say that I'm extremely excited about the space right now. You know, when when we started building Fat Cats. Uh, it was just in the middle of a bull run. And a lot of people did trust me. I mean, I have a lot of big friends in the space, you know, up to founders. I mean, I see an ETH lizard in the crowd. So ETH lizards know Kieran, Kieran of Illuvium very well, Kieran Warwick. I, I do have a lot of contacts in the big play to earn games, and I know people that trust me. But there was a lot of nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Okay, Dylan, you know, we're four, five Xing on every project right now. We kind of don't have to worry about the long term. And suddenly came January, February. And people like, oh, shit. A project really can go to zero, right? Like it really can go to 0.02. And yet at the same time, you had Macy going from 6.5 ETH to 25 ETH and only pulling back to 18 ETH think that is a victory by any any metric and standard. So people started taking a lot of notice of us. And despite the Moonbirds mint and despite the VFriends mint, you know, I've been worried that we would get another Pixelmon situation. It's not the case, right? Like the liquidity may have been zapped out of the middle market. And yet people are really excited. People are, are holding their lands. Uh, the prices of Moonbirds have stayed stable and strong. So I'm just very excited that this is kind of the, the 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 wave that we're minting into because I think you know there are so many eyes right now on blue chip projects creating more stuff and, and more drops and people saying you know what maybe I should be parking my money into some of those projects and for the people who are part of the NFT middle class um they don't have that opportunity even a V Friends at one ETH V Friends too may be quite a big part of the chunk of their net worth and so come along to Fat Cats join us as we build a community whale and if if you have any questions for the projects we're investing in, you'll be damn sure that between WGMI, John Carlo, and Fat Cats, fudding them on Twitter if they don't respond adequately, we are going to be a very important voice in the space, making sure that quality investor relations and excellence and professionalism and transparency become the norm in the Web3 space, too.
1: Excellence, transparency, and professionalism, the guiding principles of the Fat Cats. Indeed. Okay. Dylan, thank you so much. Uh, I'm gonna ask now for the intern to queue up that giveaway, a part that everyone gets very excited about. So what's gonna happen, everybody who's still here and paying attention? Please head over to AMA questions the uh, right in here and i did see a question come up so we can answer this during the giveaway um if you just want to ask it in the chat guda that would be great um but head over to ama questions and we are going to be queuing up the giveaway bot for three whitelist spots for
0: you queued up for five i really didn't expect such a turnout and so you know hats off to you guys let's queue it up for five
1: oh the intern's in the middle of building this he's gonna yell oh he canceled we're good we'll queue it up for five you hear that Thank you so much. Appreciate that, uh, giving us extra spots for the community. Um, So that's going to be coming out right away here. Again, in the AMA questions, if you can't find it, it's right above this AMA. Uh, Gouda, if you're in here. Oh, it's live. Uh, This will end in two minutes. So anybody who wants a chance to win, (laughs) I'm actually tempted to click it. I'm not going to. Out of respect for the community, that's not a good community manager move. But um, I, I really appreciate all of your answers uh dylan i think they were very not not just concise I, I would say you were very accurate and intentional in your statements i don't think you uh, it's obvious that you're very intelligent you've done your research into what you're building and launching and I, I appreciated doing this with you thank you
0: thank you and thank you for being such a good host i knew you were a good host because my friend is demeter from flower fam and he's like oh, oh he's a beauty blast talking to deus
1: yeah Demeter's a hell of a fun time i love that guy Okay. Everyone's got over 10% odds right now of winning. This is going to end in just over a minute. There are five winners again to the cat list and there are only 50-ish entries. So uh, congratulations in advance to anybody who does win. If you're not in there, it is an AMA questions right in the Ill Media sub Discord channel right above this AMA ending again in 50 seconds. So please be sure to click that.
0: And then uh, let's also get them that link. So, whoever does win, please open a ticket with us. I'm going to screenshot that poster to our team. Uh, And if you just open a ticket and kind of share that screenshot, we'll make sure to get you your catalyst immediately.
1: Yeah. And just so that somebody doesn't copy the name of somebody, I've seen that happen before. I'll give you the actual Discord, uh, their actual Discord handles as well with the numbers. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The intern, if you want to post that, uh, that Discord invite one more time in the AMA chat while we wait for these last 30 seconds, last 18 seconds until somebody wins this. somebody's asking me to help them win. I can't help you, man. That's not my job. I can't. The odds are the odds. That's what I like about gambling. You've made your decision. You're in there for free and you've got to say, oh, there we are. Here it is. There we okay. Go. We've got exclamation Y, Rizzle, Nifty Noob, our guy Camper, congratulations, Camper. Uh, and Kit, congratulations, everybody uh, who won cool. that. If anyone ever does, by the way, try to drop any sort of minor fud about a junior mod winning a giveaway, we don't pay these guys. Um, they're here as part of the community. They, 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 they are allowed and encouraged to enter every giveaway as well. So um, thanks oh, again, I Dylan. I
0: for you, Deus. Um, for I the got an answer. On the, on the marketplace, um, how are they... Uh, will they will be will we be able to get their discord names or only their wallets
1: so we will be able to provide both um, provided that they are in our discord uh, which they technically don't have to be right to shop so uh, at the very least we will have all of their wallets that they'd be using to mint super
0: well this was a ton of fun thank you so much for hosting me and again i'm so happy that we're doing this full circle because you know we were i think your first important AMA with John Carlo. I got to be there. I got to ask a couple of questions. Uh, I then had to kind of head you for your victory run when you came in WGMI. And so it's a real pleasure to be doing full circle. And, you know, we're going to be seeing you again because uh, I trust in teams. I think teams are at least 70% of the projects right now. Uh, And so, you know, I bank on Puppy and Overdrive and uh, the rest of the team, and we want to be part of what you guys are building.
1: Oh, we really appreciate that. And you can expect to see a a bunch of our community, myself included in your Discord moving forward. So thanks again, Dylan. Appreciate you taking the time and I hope you have an excellent rest of your day. I guess it's morning for you, wouldn't it be?
0: Uh, Nearly 4 (laughs) a.m.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. So I thank you for making it so late. We could have done a different time, but I appreciate you.
0: No, 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 no. This is, we we have to service the community. You know, we go where the community is and uh, yeah, this is how we do it.
1: Awesome. As always, everybody paying attention, we will be, well, this was recorded, so we will have the recording as well as um, kind of bullet points about the AMA afterwards for anybody who couldn't make it. So thanks again. Thanks, Dylan. And we, excuse me, we will catch you all next time, which our next AMA is on Friday. Awesome. Bye, everyone. Take care.